She said, Brett Allen, I'm kind of on the verge. I've done something or I got blamed for something. Thank you, sis. That I don't know what it is yet. Well, I wasn't an angel, so I probably did it myself <laughs> most of the time. She used my full name. I was busted. I, something happened that I didn't, you know, didn't do what I was supposed to or whatever. But we want to hear the voice of God. Wouldn't it be great? Now, God, you know, I'm not saying God can't use different inflections in his voice to, to tell you something. Because people are like, oh, so now you're hearing voices. God speaks to your spirit. We're going to talk about that. But he also speaks to you in his word. By the book, bada boom. He's going to tell you what to do. He's going to show you how to walk in his word. He's going to help you do what you need to do. He's going to guide you by his spirit. Last week we talked about these four thoughts. We needed to follow God. We needed to live his way. We, needed, uh, to, uh, we found out that we are what we think. Sometimes we don't think too much of ourselves. and We wonder why we don't excel better than what we are because we're continually being who we think we are because that's what we speak. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And then we have to use faith. That's what we talked about last week. We're going to give you three more thoughts to unpack today. But I want to open our scripture. Some, we read some of this last week, but I want to go over it again. Romans eight, fourteen through 19. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For a spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But, we are to share his, uh, but if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. So we want to hear God's voice. And, and we found out that a lot, and I think we can all testify to this... <clears throat> Sometimes being a believer and walking the way we're supposed to isn't always easy. Sometimes we get persecuted. But let's just be honest. If it was easy, everybody would do it. It's easy to go with the grain. It's like petting a cat the regular way. Pet him backwards. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's not as easy. But it's okay. In this life, you'll have tribulation. You're going to have some of that stuff. We get that. But we want to hear his voice and we want to be led by a spirit. So if we're going to teach destiny, if we're going to talk about God, then what do you want from me? What's, what's the ultimate? Where am I heading? I love that new song we just sang today. Man, that was awesome. You know, I'm going to put my feet. I'm going to, basically, I'm going to walk on the water. God's asking you to get out of the boat. We must establish some truths this morning. Say amen to that. We've got to figure out what God is telling us. So in the midst of a noisy, busy world, everything and everybody are competing for our attention. We've got to find out, what voice do I listen to? I did something with youth. Our youth group now is called 180. I love that name. We haven't marketed it our emblem or logo or anything yet, but I love 180 because 180 speaks of making a, not a 360 turn, but you're heading one way, we're making a 180. We're going the other way. We're, we are changing a community for Jesus. Come on, somebody. So we're believing that these students are going to make an impact on this community and, and surrounding, and, and so is this church. So anyway, but I remember doing that. I didn't do this with this youth group yet. We might. But I had, I had a, a person blindfolded from each team, and they had to make no-baked cookies. And I had two tables, and I had all the ingredients, and I gave one person. They had, that team had to figure out who the one person from the team that we're going to give instructions and the other people are just supposed to encourage. And the other team had somebody that's supposed to give instructions. 
And here was the test. When I said go, the person blindfolded had to blindly take, get the ingredients, mix them, do all of that. And they're like, no, to the left, to the left. And they were just, I mean, it was crazy fun. It was messy too. <laughs> but it was, you know, and so then when they were all done, everybody got to eat their cookies. And, you know, since we didn't have to bake them, that was pretty cool because there were no baked cookies. But I asked when we were in a group discussion, I said, what did you guys learn from this? And one of the students said this. They said, you know what? I was trying to get everybody else's voice off because the job of the other team was to mess up the person on the opposite team. So when the one voice was saying, hey, you need that bowl. It's to your right. The people are like, no, no, to your left, to your left, wrong hand, wrong. And there, I mean, so this person was like, ah, they're trying to listen for the one voice that was going to give them the truth. That was the whole point of the lesson. Because in a world that just is full of voices all out there, full of this way, that way, it doesn't matter which way you go, they all lead to the same place. Really? Let's all go a different way, see if we get there. I don't think so. They don't all lead to the same place. According to the Bibles, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's where we actually got our True Life Church name. But nobody comes to the Father but through me. He is the only way there. Listen how quiet that got. We got all kinds of devices that help us hear. We got hearing aids. We got all kinds of things. Uh, back in the day, you'd see if somebody didn't know, they'd, hey, they'd hold up a megaphone or something to their ear. But we have all this kind of stuff. Now you can get your phone in. If you don't want to type it or text it, you can talk to text. Might want to proofread that before you send it. Because it doesn't always, Siri doesn't hear so well sometimes. Siri thinks I say things I never said, you know, because we're not you're not supposed to text and drive it. And, and so I try not to do that. I think we should not do that. Sometimes I've hit where I've talked to text and then realized that's not what I said. I hate to send that. You know, you send something and you're like, oh, that's not what I said. Then you got to correct that. So there's all these things to help us. But we got to establish in our belief system. We have to know as believers of Jesus that God wants a relationship with us. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He sowed his son so that we would have this relationship. And we just read it so that we could be heirs in the kingdom. So God speaks to us through his word and through his spirit, to our spirit. And that's what we connect with. Um, You're about to enter into the Christmas land here in the next month or so. And many of you will watch A Christmas Story with Ralphie and Randy. It's a classic, um, you know, I'm not advocating everything in the Christmas story, but it is a classic. I do, I watch it, it's, you know, but anyway, they have a big radio. Remember, they're going to listen to Little Orphan Annie. Remember that? How many in here remember you could listen on the radio to, you know, look at the other people like, I'm reading my hand. That way before my day. But you, you know, it just, it, okay, let me just say this. If you listen to K-Love, 104.9, WMRN, Quickie Quiz. Tradio. You're going to have to take your radio and you're going to have to turn that to whatever that frequency is to get that station in. That's what we're trying to say. God, help me to hear you today. Let me get on your frequency. There's a lot of stuff out there that's not for you. And it's counterfeit. And the enemy is good at that. And so we have to be able to decipher and discern what it is. So let's unpack this. Our first point, no God is talking to you. You know, if I'm not listening, let's say I'm not listening to Caleb right now. How many knows it's still playing? 
just because I'm not listening, it's still going on. Did you know in heaven 24-7, there are elders bowing down at the throne saying, holy, holy, holy. Whether you believe it or not, or whether you're even thinking it's happening, it's happening right now. So we have to understand that God, number one, is, is wanting to talk to you. He, he wants to have a relationship with you. John 10, 1 and 5 says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They'll run from him because they don't know his voice. The Bible says life and death are in our mouth. So what we speak, we live. It's not always easy. Because sometimes I think I've lived through stuff in my own fault. Because, you know, I just flap my lips too much. Say things that come out, get my emotions and get all worked up and say stuff. And then go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or if I've asked God, he'll bring me back to that point and said, yep, you shouldn't have said that. So then I have to break that and then say, okay, and figure this out. But we speak and we live. Life and death is in our mouth. We should confess every day that we hear the voice of the good shepherd. Father, I thank you that I hear your voice. You make it so evident and clear to me what you want me to do and how I can follow you. That's the voice we want to follow. And that's the voice we want to do what's, what he says. Deuteronomy 28 1 and 2 says, if you'll fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commandments that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the world. You'll experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Notice it says if. Now, I didn't write the book. I'm just telling you what it says. If you have your Bible, you can look at it. I'm reading the New Living Translation. It says if. You might have a version that says hearken. Um, and what this basically, this is what everything means here is to hear intelligently. It implies that we not only hear it, but we obey it. We discern it. We give an ear to it. We listen to it. In other words, we stop and say, okay, I got that. And then we do what it says. The Bible says not to be a hearer, but to be a doer as well. There's a lot of times I just listened to my mom, but I didn't do what she said. That got me my full name. She might tell me to do something, and I heard her say it, but I, I didn't practice it. Now, we've, you know, we've raised four kids, and we love all our kids, and we've told them sometimes, you know, hey, you need to clean your room. You need to clean your room. You need to clean. You ever feel like you're a broken record? You need to clean your room. You need to. <laughs> our kids would be in the room, and they'd be in there having a good old time, and it's like you got, and then we finally started doing the timer. This room better be cleaned by. You have this much time. It's amazing how entrepreneur they become. Well, I don't need 45 minutes. I can clean this in 10. And, and they'll wait till the last second. They'll be like trying to get it all clean. And I get it. You know, I was a kid too. But that'll cost you your middle name. <laughs> you better get that room clean. The Bible says faith without works is dead. According to the Bible, Adam walked and talked with God. Do you ever mind ever just go back and think, how cool would that be? He walked and talked with God. And they were in perfect fellowship. And he was created to be in fellowship with God. 
He was designed to hang out with God. Adam was God's peep. Can't be peeps because he didn't have any. Just one. He was a peep. He was, he was hanging out. Adam was his... He's my gang. Of course, then Eve came along and helped things out a little bit. So that's good. But I mean, just walking and talking. God would tell Adam what to do. And Adam would do it. If he had a need, he'd tell God, this is what I need. And God would do it. Adam was told, don't eat from this tree. You can have everything else, but you stay away from this tree. But he and Eve did it anyway. I don't think the Bible lists any full names or middle names in there. But if they would, I think Adam would have called it a little different in the garden. Adam Benjamin. I don't know what he would have called him. <laughs> he just, I mean, where are you? But see, the enemy, because Adam and Eve disobeyed, the enemy was allowed in. And that caused great problems. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to change our nature. He wants to change the very thing that God created you to have fellowship with him. He wants to change that. He wants to get you away from that. He wants to make it as difficult as he can for you to be in relationship with God. We are three-part beings. We are body, soul, and spirit. Our spirit and our soul are part, you know, our souls, our mind, our will, and our emotions. Our spirit, we just read it in the beginning. When we get born again, when we ask Jesus into our heart, when we say yes to God... Our spirits connect with God. That's how we communicate with him. He talks to us. Now, before you think, oh, this is getting weird, just understand this is how this works. Then your mind, your will, and emotions discern what is happening. And then your body responds because that's... Let me make this easy. When you get hungry, your stomach will growl, but your mind will go, hungry. And your body will go, food. And you will go to wherever that is, whether it's the fridge, whether it's Wendy's, whether wherever you're going, you're going to respond because you're making that connection. Your body tells you, your mind associates with that, and you need to feed it. So our spirit then is what's connecting with God. And then we have to, again, life and death is in our mouth. He'll connect with us. We have to speak that life. And then our body follows. How many like staying in bed? Mark Lowry called his bed <laughs> the word. So when somebody said, hey, and Mark Lowry's a Christian comedian. They said, hey, can you come over and help us? He said, I can't. I'm in the word. <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> but I mean, our flesh wants to just, I mean, I lived in that, you know, when you were in school, Come on. In school, that alarm would go off and you'd be like, five more minutes, mom. Just five more. My alarm was nine minutes every time I hit that snooze. We had to move the alarm away. Kim and I had to move it to the other side of the room when we used the alarm because I would be hitting that like five times. So saying, I'm getting up at whatever time. It isn't going to work because every, you know, five times times nine, I got 45 minutes. You know, I'm just like, oh, I'm late again. You know, can't have that. So again, we have to start saying, God, I want to hear you and understanding, hearing you in my spirit. And then our body follows that. Your flesh will come in line. You, you believe, you speak, you act it out. You ever been on a diet? Fun. Your flesh will come in line. Doesn't want to. 
You get up, your flesh doesn't want to get up, but it will come in line. How many now, if you've been getting up at a certain time all the time, your body wakes up before the alarm? Why is that? Because you've, you've tuned your body and you've got it in such a routine now. Now that's normal for you. Your body has an interior clock, so to speak. Does that make sense? So we have to say, God, how are you talking to me? He's going to talk to you in your spirit. The enemy wants to counterfeit that and try to lead you away from the will of God. We have to renew our mind consistently. I love Romans 12 too because it's yielding to God. And in that scripture, depending on even what verb, but it's saying that God will help change the way you think. That's pretty awesome. If I would submit my thoughts and say, God, and he will help change the way I think, so then I will know his perfect will for me. That's pretty sweet. So how do I do? I, I got to them. I got to renew my mind. Find his voice and follow that. Because what happens in our society, we become distorted by wrong voices. Numbers 13, 33, we even saw giants there, descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. These are the people of Israel. They, they see something, and, they, and this is where we get in trouble. We compare. I'm not thin like this person. I don't look like Ken. I don't look like Barbie. I don't, you know, our church isn't this big. It isn't this. We're not that. Stop it. Run your race. God, what do you want? How do you want me to do that? Because we'll get distorted in our mindset and the enemy, you'll buy into the lie. You're not doing this good enough. You're not good enough. We are grasshoppers in their sight. And that's what we think too. Can I just tell you, you know, and again, before I was a pastor, I used to manage a fitness center, was a bodybuilder and all that stuff. And I went into competitions, did all that stuff. There are people that just play head games. That's what the devil does. There'd be guys and men, they, I mean, you can go, you can look good in your gym. And you can be like, you know, you can talk like Rocky Bible. Absolutely. You know, my wife, Adrian. I mean, you can, you, whatever, but you can go and there's people from all over. You'll find out. There's people that look better than you. Okay, that's life. There's always somebody better, whatever. But you could be the best you can be because you're not in competition with them. So nobody can beat you because you're not in competition. Hello. But there'd be people just playing with your head. I remember getting ready for a contest. And, and you know, you go back and you're in the gym and they're gonna, you're, you're divided by weight divisions. <laughs> We're getting ready to go out and they're going to divide us up. And so everybody's trying to get all pumped up and, you know, I'm here to pump you up. So we're, there's a throwback. But uh, so we're getting all pumped up. And I remember this. And this guy's huge. He's big. He's massive. And he, he looks really big and massive. And there's people that won't, like in a contest, they, they kept covered up the whole time. They'll be back there pumping. You can't see their body because it's a secret. They don't want you to say it till they unveil it, you know, when they come out on the screen. Please. What are you, Elvis? But anyway, this guy came up, and I'm just, I got on a sweatshirt and some, you know, sweatpants, and I'm just getting ready. This dude comes over, and he goes, hey, you know where the contestants are supposed to, are you in the contest? I said, yeah, and he goes, really? Okay. And he laughed and walked away. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get in my head. That's what the devil wants to do. Right before God is pulling you out of something, the enemy is going to come in and try to do that. You can't make it. What's the matter with you? 
Who do you think you are? Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. It's not who you are. It's whose you are. And because of whose you are, you got every right to be where God has called you to be and to hear his voice. Here's our second thought. Part of our issue is because we don't know who our father is. Know who your father is. Whose you are. If you are God's, then know that. Well, I walked out of Myers the other day, and some girl, I don't even know who the girl is. She was the Meyer greeter. Hello, welcome to Myers. Thanks for shopping. Have fun. <laughs> okay. And I'm on my way out, and I walked out, and she goes, You must be Zach Gleesman's dad. And I said, Yep. She goes, There's no mistake in that. And she said, Have a good day. <laughs> Why am I sharing that? Wouldn't it be great if we walked around and said, God must be your dad. If somebody saw you and said, man, you are a believer. There's no mistake in that. I can see Papa right there. Give me that every day. God, help me be more like that. Help me be more like you where people look at me and they see you. Man, is that good. Loyalty is huge. Allegiance. And honor are huge. They're game changers. Be loyal to the Father. Your allegiance is with Him. Think about the movies that made that are you know that are awesome. They're blockbusters. Remember Narnia? Everybody's waiting on Aslan. They're waiting on the Father. They're waiting on all this stuff to come. And remember the the fox that said, "We know who you belong. We know where your allegiance is," because he was on the good side. I'm telling you, the enemy knows very well what side you're on. And if he can pull you to the other side, he will. But you can be loyal. You can have honor and allegiance. See, when Adam disobeyed, it changed everything. And he was the one and only at the time. His authority was huge. Think about the the depth in the realm of Adam's authority. How far it reached. It reached the stars. and I mean, Adam, he was, man, he was like in charge. But it didn't reach the throne. But he was in charge of nearly all the rest of it. That's why they called Jesus in the scripture the second Adam. Because Jesus came back and restored everything. That's why the whole earth groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. That's why God is putting his voice in each of us. That's why his spirit is talking so that when we walk, no matter where we go, people go, that's a believer. Because the people of God know who their father is. We are the only ones that have the authority to bring things back in line because of what Jesus did on Calvary. He took the authority. He went and got the keys And gave them back to you and me. We have the keys to the kingdom. The authority now is placed back into the followers that know who their father is. You don't have to take sickness. Your father says you're healed. You don't have to take poverty. Your father says you're wealthy. You don't have to take all this crap the world gives out. Your father says you're better than that. You're the head, not the tail. That's what your father says. Your father says, I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud of you, daughter. You you are the apple of my eye. God is so good. John 8, 44 
It says, for you are children of your father, the devil, and you love and do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. You see, that's the enemy's nature. The Bible says that when you receive Christ, you're getting a new nature. Old things, come on somebody, are passed away. All things become new. I may not be perfect, but I'm not the way I used to be. I may not be exactly where I'm going, but I'm on my way. Because God is working through me. I want to be able to be proactive. I want to be able to see things and say, God, I heard you and I'm ready. My wife has said, I want to see a mile before it gets here. If there's trouble coming, I want to see it so I can avert it. How many like to do that? I don't want to just react as everything happens, but I want to hear his voice and be able to do what he says. There's probably stories in this room where we could all say, you know what? I was going to go home this way, and I felt like the Lord said, don't go home that way. I'll tell you another true story, can I? I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I worked at Cedar Point for two summers. Go figure. Push down, pull up on your safety bar. Exit quickly to your right. Thanks for riding the blue streak, and enjoy the rest of your day here at Cedar Point. Anyway, I came home for a weekend. I wasn't supposed to come home. I wasn't supposed to go to my dad's house. And my dad's probably watching me outside or out there on uh, Facebook or live or whatever he's on out there. Hi, Dad. <laughs> you can't come in to stop me. <laughs> but I went home. I wasn't supposed to. And so I had worked late. It was on a weekend. And, and, and you know, so, you know, Cedar Point on some of those nights, depending on how busy it was, the park closed at, at 10 o'clock. And, you know, it's an hour and a half drive and all that. And by the time I get home, so it's after midnight. And I remember going up to the door. And I was fumbling for my keys. There was no light. He didn't leave the porch light on or anything like that. And I, we didn't have cell phones like we have now where you can just be like, ah, you know, I didn't have any of that. So I'm fumbling for, you know, trying to find my key to go in the door. And I can't get it in the door. I, you know, I either got the wrong key or I can't find the, and I'm fumbling with it like this. And now, the true story. This is what I heard. I heard inside my spirit, the Lord tell me, clear your throat. Now, you can say Whatever you want, I'm, you know, I just, I said, and he, he said it again. He said, clear your throat. I clicked the door open and I went, <clears throat> like that, walked in the door, and this is what I heard. And there was a 38 revolver right by my head. And my dad was like, oh, son, I didn't know you were coming home. I'm so glad you cleared your throat. Dad, you're creeping me out here. <laughs> I'd hate to come home. Hey, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> Sorry, Pop. But I'm just saying, that, that, that connection with the Spirit, just clear your throat. And he said, man, if you hadn't cleared your throat, he said, I wasn't sure it was you, but I was just waiting. Now, he's out in the foyer. He can, you can talk to him. He'll, he'll tell you that's a true story. Now, whether he had the gun cocked or not, that's what I thought I heard. But it was right there. And it didn't have a red tip on it. It was real. So... <laughs> We have to be born again because when we are born again, then, you know, now listen to this. Until we get born again, our father is the enemy. You can say whatever you want, but there's only two sides in this scenario. It's just like people will be like, you know, are we all going to live forever? Everybody in this room gets to live forever. I said it last week. You get to go to heaven or you get to go to hell. You get a pick right now. But everybody gets to live forever. I would rather pick the place that's a lot better. That would be heaven. 
So when we accept God, then we become his heirs. We become sons and daughters. If we don't, then we have our distant relationship as far as he still loves you. He still wants you to be his, but we are in a state of unrighteousness. We are, we're not receiving Christ. So we, you know, we can't get the promises. We can't do all that. We, we don't get to walk in those blessings. One of the things unrighteousness does, it keeps us in the sense realm. The enemy will talk people out of getting saved. You might be talking to you right now, but at the end of the service, I'm going to give you a chance. If you don't know Christ, you can today. And it's one of the best decisions you ever make. But he, he'll talk to you in your sense realm, the five senses. You don't want to do that now. Oh, you have plenty of time to do that. You don't feel like it, do you? People might judge you if you go up front. He'll tell you all kinds of things. He'll want you to, quote, quote, feel something. I'm just telling you, your feelings, your flesh will come in line when you do what's right. When you made yourself get out of bed, your body was saying no. But you said, your spirit said yes. When you're on a diet, your body says, sugar, sugar, donuts are calling my name. But your spirit says, "Mm, probably not a good idea right now. Not if you're wanting to stay in shape. So listen to what God is trying to tell you, not to your flesh, not to your feelings. Once we get born again, it switches. Say that with me. It switches. Once you receive Christ, it switches. In other words, now you're getting the mindset of Christ. Now your nature has switched. I can prove it to you. I just don't have a whole lot of time. So we only have one more thought left. But when, when I got saved, there are some things that you know Kim and I watched. They weren't bad. But, I, you know, I thought, we thought they were, oh, this is great. And then you ever, like, after you've been saved a while, and then you put it back on, watch it, and you go, I thought this was funny, or I like this. I don't even like this now. Why? My nature's changed. Things have changed inside that I didn't even know. And here's what happens when people get, you know, like, if you give your heart to Jesus today, the first thing that you're going to feel past, like, relief is the enemy coming in going, Nothing happened. You're still the same. Everything's the same. Nothing. This, let me just say, if nothing happened, he wouldn't be telling you that. Come on. We have to understand to be able to discern what's going on so that we understand the problem isn't you. The problem is him. There's never a problem with God. God is saying, I'm offering you something. I just need you to receive it. So when we accept Christ, things switch. And it's not, you didn't do anything except receive, you obeyed, and because you obeyed, you now have, boom, that switch was made. That's part of the blessing. Once we believe something, then we feel or see it. Got it? Before, you had to see it or feel it, then you'd believe it. Now, because your nature has switched, you believe it and then go, I'll see it. It's going to happen. That's how that works. This is what happens when we allow unrighteousness. Unrighteousness brings us to a sense of inferiority. We, we never were designed to just feel our way through this world. We don't want to be under anything except God. And the enemy wants, to be, wants you to be under everything except God. You were designed to rule over everything in the earth. Earth, wind, fire, fire. 
rabbit, lion. You're supposed to live large in charge. That's how Adam did it. Unrighteousness, there's always a sense of failure. We got people that are, I'm not stepping out. Because if I step out, I could fail. I'm just, I'm not even going to take one shoe off because if it drops, then the other one's going to fall. We have people that are being like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go, you know, I've heard, I've heard this before. I don't want to go, let's just use fishing as an example. I don't want to go fishing because I could go fishing and not catch anything. What are the chances of catching something if you don't go? You can go to Myers, they can throw you a fish and you can go back and tell your wife, I caught it. I mean, you're not going to, oh well. Unrighteousness, there's a sense of sin consciousness. When we're unrighteous, we're always conscious of what we've done wrong. And the enemy will plague you with that. If you've given that to God, God doesn't bring that back up, but the enemy will. You're not good enough. You remember what you did? You remember what you thought? Remember what you said? Remember what they did to you? All of that stuff, all your past, the enemy will plague you with that. Last week, last month, years ago, whatever. He'll bring you up, it'll bring it up to you again and again. That's what the enemy does. Boom, 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 boom. He's always comparing, always getting you to look over your shoulder. Always unworthiness. You don't believe all that, do you, Brett? You can't accept a good gift. There's people that, you know, you try to give them something. That, oh, no, 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 no. I can't have that. No, 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 no. And then they will complain. You know what? I wish I had that. Well, somebody tried to give it to you. No, 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 no. Unrighteousness tells you it's over. There's no way out. It robs you of fellowship with God. Because you'll never feel worthy enough. He doesn't want to spend any time with you. But if you know that he does and you know who your father is, he's not holding your sin because as far as he's concerned, if you've applied what happened on the cross, that blood has washed you clean. I say the blood has washed you clean. And so we give that to Jesus and and the enemy is the one you have to tell to shut up. Here's our last thought for this morning. No, Jesus is the answer. You need an answer. He's the answer. Anything you need, he died for. Anything that, anything, healing, finance, whatever, he took care of it. God sent his son Jesus. He's the good shepherd. He leads us back to the father, back home again. Some of you maybe have followed Christ a long time and then you just got tired or you bought into whatever and the enemies pulled you away from the pack. It's time to come home. It's time to come home. Because he's like that father that's looking for you. He's, he's looking at the horizon. Is that you today? He's looking to see, are you, are you coming? Because he's about to put a party on. About to put a feast on. He gave his life in exchange for ours. For yours and mine. He had to die. And then God raised him from the dead. And he made our way again. By accepting what he did on the cross. That's what salvation is. Lord, I believe you died for me. I believe you took my sins. I believe you're the perfect sacrifice. I believe I don't have to live unworthy. I, don't believe, I, I believe I'm not unrighteous, but because of you, I've met, been made righteousness of God. Right way of doing things. Right thinking. God, I can do this. I can do all things through Christ. I'm more than a conqueror. Greater is you that's in me than he that's in the world. I may not be perfect, but God, I'm forgiven. 
Now our fellowship with him can be perfect. Not because you're perfect, but because the perfect one made it perfect. But because we can put on that forgiveness, that grace. You didn't earn it. There's nothing you can do. Works can't get you there. You know what works is? If I do this, I got enough good that'll... If it's a scale, maybe if I do more good, it'll outweigh my bad. And God will look at me and go, good job. Well, God wants you to do good, but that's not how you get to heaven. Jesus is the way. We talked about that. Jesus operated by the voice of God. He said, if you've seen me say it, if you've heard me say it, I heard my father say it. You watch me do that, my father showed me that. Everything went back to the father. Now, as we go in next week, I want us, I'm going to look at how to walk and receive righteousness so that we can walk a little bit better, just get an understanding. Did you know that understanding and wisdom and knowledge is power? It can help you walk in the Spirit. I, sometimes I've, I've been just, just flat out, I've been stupid. You ever been stupid? I've been stupid different times in my life. And I've, I've just thought to myself, you know, you think you learn a lesson, then you get stupid again. Now, I, pride comes before the fall. I'm just saying I thank God for his wisdom and his grace. And I've had to put this to practice in my life. Because the enemy would have me beat, just I'm sure like he does you. You want to beat yourself up every unrighteous you're not worthy how could you blah, blah 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 anybody can i get a witness but god is so bigger than that he's way past that you are the true riches of god everybody talks about money money's great but money's a tool money's just something that we use to get through what we need on this world but true riches are people Money doesn't last forever. People do. True riches are people. He invested everything. Did you know the Bible says this, and I'm closing. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping. God sowed his son. And the harvest he gets are all of us, heirs to the kingdom. That will take the kingdom and tell people that don't know Jesus about Jesus. Bow your heads, please. <clears throat> Father, you're amazing. I just give you praise. Lord, I thank you for your spirit that talks to us, communes with us every day.